Welcome to the sermon podcast of Gamble Street Baptist Church, Fort Worth, Texas. Gamble Street Baptist Church has been sharing the gospel for over 100 years. This podcast includes sermons from our traditional Sunday morning service and our contemporary services on Sunday evenings. We hope God speaks to you through this sermon. So we've progressed over the past few weeks of Advent from hope to peace to joy to love and tonight the what? The light. I am the light of the world, Jesus said, and he who follows me will walk in darkness no more, and that person will have the light of life. You know, there's probably no better hymn or carol than what we heard just a moment ago that Natalia sang to remind us that he is the light of the world. Oh, holy night, if you're listening carefully to the words, oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth and a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. O hear the angel voices. O night divine. O night when Christ was born. O holy night. O holy night. O night divine. Let the light of faith serenely beaming with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming Here come the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in a lowly manger and all our trials born to be our friend. What a great hymn. What a great carol. Some of you know a bit about the story behind the composition of it. But if you don't, let me share three ironies about this great song about Christ being the light of the world. First of all, It was written not by a Christian, not by a believer, not by a theist, but by an ardent atheist. Placide Capo was a wine merchant. He was an artist. He was a licensed lawyer who never practiced law. His real passion was French literature. And he was a strong atheist and a strong opponent to the church. But Father Petagine in his hometown, that is Rocamar, where later Capot became the mayor, the parish priest there in southern France asked him one day to write a Christian poem, a poem about Christmas to commemorate the renovation of the organ there in the parish church. And remarkably, Capot agreed to do so. He wrote the poem Minuit Chrétien, which means Midnight Christians in 1843. And he claimed that he wrote it while he was in a stagecoach riding to Paris. So there's a bit of an irony there. One of the great Christian hymns and carols written by an atheist, but it doesn't stop there. 
The composer of the music was Jewish. An opera singer by the name of Emily Laurie had read the poem, and she asked her Jewish friend, Adolf Adam, to write the score, which he did in 1847, four years after the poem had been written. And Laurie sang it first at a midnight mass, then in 1847, three weeks later. It became very popular. But the church leaders did not like it, and they had it banned because it had been, been written by a what? By an atheist. But that could not stop the popularity. There's a third irony. The translator into English, the version that you heard tonight, was a Unitarian minister and a transcendentalist, John Sullivan Dwight. He had been trained for the Unitarian ministry at Harvard, and if you know about Unitarianism at that time, it had far departed from the centrality of the gospel message in its evangelical sense. Not only that, he abandoned his ministry, and he became one of the foremost critics in the positive sense of classical music in early America. He, in fact, one of the ironies there is he was a relative of none other than Jonathan Edwards, and also, too, of Timothy Dwight, who had helped to start the Second Great Awakening. But he left the ministry and became part of a transcendental community about which you have probably heard there, became the director of it there at Brook Farm. And then he translated, O Holy Night, not Midnight Christians, O Holy Night in 1855. You know what this tells me? A carol that was written by an atheist, the music composed by a Jewish opera composer, and translated by a Unitarian transcendentalist. Isaiah was right. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will never return empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. You see, John's gospel, we're reminded, tells us that the Christ child that we celebrate tonight came into this world as the Word. The Word became flesh, and in him was life, and that life was the what? The light of men and women. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never overcome it. Well, sort of like Paul Harvey, there's the rest of the story. It doesn't stop with those three ironies. 116 years ago, a young professor, 40 years old, at Pittsburgh University who had taught at Purdue before and had been the chief chemist for Thomas Edison, had been experimenting with radio technology. His name was Reginald Fessenden. And on Christmas Eve, 116 years ago, 1906, he then broadcast an entertainment radio program for the first time. It wasn't just dots and dashes, it wasn't just the Morse code, but he employed the wireless system that originated at Brant Rock, Massachusetts, and broadcast the first audible music and songs by radio. It was heard as far away as Norfolk, Virginia. And there were wireless operators that had been used to hearing dot, 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 dash, dot, dot. I don't know what I just spelled, by the way. <laughs> and 
And all of a sudden, a voice broke over the radio waves, and they were shocked in their ships, and they were shocked in, shocked in the newspaper offices where they had heard nothing but Morse code before. They heard a human voice. He played a selection of songs, including Handel, and finished with O Holy Night. So it was amongst the first songs that was ever broadcast on radio. And then he closed with a reading from Luke, the second chapter, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I'm going to ask the deacons if they would to come forward and get a candle here, and we're going to help you light your candles. They're right here on the front row. And it reminds us of the song that the carol that Ben sang. That is about what? Jeanette and Isabella doing what? Bringing their torches as they come from the fields at night to the manger side of Jesus Christ to come so quietly and not to disturb the babe who is sleeping. So we go forth. We carry our torches to the manger side as we witness the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ yet anew. And of course, a very appropriate song as we do so is to sing Silent Night, Holy Night. And in that song as well, we are reminded that He is the light of the world. Look for just a moment at the third and the fourth stanzas. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Silent night, holy night, wondrous star lend thy light with the angels let us sing. Alleluia to our King as we sing together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gamble Street Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you have questions, we would love to speak with you. Please call 817-926-1785 to speak with a minister. If you live in or will be traveling to the Fort Worth area, we would love to have you visit. Gamble Street Baptist Church has six church goals to reach the lost for Christ, to learn more about Christ, to touch the city through Christ, train leaders to serve Christ, to embrace the world with Christ, and to build strong families in Christ. Please join us for our next episode.